Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Girls Like Us, the podcast that gets on its knees and begs the question, what does a degree in literature get you with the answer? A podcast about books for children. Yes. I'm Sophie, and I made a I made a joke in one of my classes today. Well, I didn't make a joke. I talked about having uh, an issue with one mm. of the tires on my car. And I, my friend was like, you really got to go get that tire worked on. And I was like, look, look, worst case scenario, I get down on my hands and knees and I, I yeah. put the donut on myself. And uh, my, like, male professor looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, you've never heard of a, of a girl getting down on her hands and knees yeah, to put a donut on a car? Yeah. Now, what, when pervert. you say you're having an issue. Yeah. Is it like not communicating well? Like, what what is an issue? Is it flat? Like, I'm like, what? Right, yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's not me. It's, it's, it's him. No. Um, uh, yeah, it's basically like it's mm. losing pressure, but then it's not. And then it's, it's telling me on my tire pressure indicator that it's losing pressure when it's not. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of is losing pressure sometimes. So it's like the, the read of the tire indicator is like, is, okay. is giving me mixed signals basically. And what was humiliating about it is, you know, you like, I like mm-hmm. to think I manage things. You know, mm-hmm. now I, I have a car. Um, when I lived in Chicago, I didn't have a car. I like to think I manage things well with my car. And um, the other day, my parents had an issue where they were um, – <laughs> sorry, I'm, like, burping like a, like a cow. Um, my parents mm-hmm. were on vacation with some friends for a long weekend. They're supposed to fly into Cincinnati mm-hmm. on Sunday night – um, their flight got canceled and the only flight they could get in the next like five days mm-hmm. was to Columbus. Um, and so I had to go pick them up at the airport in Columbus and drive mm-hmm. them back to Cincinnati so that they could like go to work and then drive back to my house in Columbus, which not a huge deal. It's like, you know, all in mm-hmm. all, like a three and a half hour excursion. But my, um, as soon as I got on the highway with my parents, my Ooh. tire pressure thing came on. So I, in front of, you know, my, my mom and dad look like a fucking idiot who doesn't mm. know how to manage my tires. And then of course, you know, like you're around your parents, you retreat into that like child self. Like if yeah. I had been in the car alone and I had gotten a tire pressure indicator, I would have been like, it's fine. I'm going to pull off at the next exit, mm-hmm. check it. And like, Whatever happens, happens. But like when you're in the car with your parents, like I immediately yeah, just started, started having bawling, like, a panic crying. Where I was like, yeah, yes. Like I, I wasn't crying, but I was like, shut the fuck up to my mom. Like as she was like, what is it? What is it? And I was like, shut the fuck up. And I was like freaking out about this tire. So um, I have to take it into um, my boys' um, entire discount. Has the tire been hitting um, you from missionary or back shots? <laughs> <laughs> the tires been the tires been um doing back shots on me. Um, Sophie, I have bad news for you. Yeah, he's he thinks I'm an ugly burping cow. Um, <laughs> you know, I changed the headlight on on uh, my girlfriend's car for the first time ever. Stop! I'm going to come this weekend. That's, wow! It only took me about thirty minutes, and it should take me about ten. And I I was honestly like, I feel like I um. I think, you know, TikTok, they talk about pretty privilege. Mm. I did not have that when I was like, I had gone on a run. I was so sweaty and stinky, but I parked outside of this auto zone and I went and I bought the, 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 stuff. the light bulb, the stuff. I came out, I was doing it. There was a guy, there were a few employees constantly going back and forth. 
And I was like, I feel like if I, you know, was uh, number one prettier or number two looked less gay here, some guy would have been like, let me help you. But instead, he was talking to the girl next door. They were both talking about how they had both broken up with people. And he was talking about how he dated an he was dating an older woman right now, but she was really insecure. Wow. So Franny, I have, I have like something, I have a theory I want to posit, which is it's mm-hmm. not you, it's AutoZone. Because if you okay. want to, if you ever are like, I haven't had the experience of being treated like complete and utter shit lately, go to an AutoZone. Like yeah. I spent a lot of time at AutoZone, like getting random, you know, like when you have a car, you have to go to AutoZone. Like it's, it's right. part of the deal. And yeah, you know, at least like once every two months, like, you know, you got to mm-hmm. go to AutoZone for some random shit. And like, the people of AutoZone do not give a fuck about you. Like, no. one day I had to go buy jumper cables, and be, and Nick and I, like, had somewhere to be, like, the next day. Like, we had to make a big trip the next day. The car was totally dead. Mm-hmm. I walked out, like, I literally had to, like, take the bus during, like, the height of COVID mm-hmm. to an AutoZone. I go to the AutoZone. I'm trying to buy jumper cables. And, like, there's two different types of jumper cables. And, like, my yeah. phone, like, I didn't have service on my phone. So I was, like, mm-hmm. trying to decide, like, which one was better. And I couldn't, like, just Google, like, that's which one is better. I feel like that's intentional totally. in the AutoZone. It's, they like, a want dead zone. You, they want you, like, at your weakest because they want to— speech b- zone. <laughs> yes, like, they want the autonomous zone. Yeah, they yeah. want to break you down as yeah. far as they possibly can. So I am, like, on my phone. I'm trying to, like—I'm, like, in the fucking, like— you know, like I'm on, um, I'm on what street is that? I'm on Western, like up in, mm-hmm. uh, up in on Western, like near. Bro, that's the one I was at. That's, yes. That's the auto zone I was at. Such yeah. a dark place, like bars yeah. on the windows type place. And I like went in and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just need to ask you a question about jumper cables. And the guy literally, literally ignored me. Like oh full God. body, like you're not here type situation. Oh, I hate that. Like it's and like Do you think that they're mad because do you think a lot of them are like, you know, if I was a mechanic I could be making so much more money, but instead I just have to answer your dumb questions. I but think in, that the, in reality a lot of them probably could if you I'm like there's no I'm like you either know a lot about cars or you don't know anything about cars. In yes. my mind I'm like you're either cuz I like I could do this one thing because it was basically unplugging it but the car was not on. Anything that requires the car to be on for me to do I'm out. Like I get even get so scared like jumping someone it's else's terrifying. car cuz I'm like I'm going to electrocute myself. Right and 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 die on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, working at AutoZone must be tough. It's a dirty mm-hmm. place. Like, have you ever been in a clean AutoZone? Well, I was kind of looking around. I, it was, it, this one was, was fine. It was pretty well organized. And I was looking, what I wanted, what I wanted, Sophie, was a little, I was like, I wonder if they have like a little trash can here. You know how you sometimes get the trash oh, can I have to one like go. Yeah, but at, I was looking, they had a, they had a lot of like accessories. So maybe they've yeah, so up their game, but they had like. I have my yeah. fuzzy steering wheel cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. Because I had to go to AutoZone to buy um, windshield wipers. And mm-hmm. newsflash, I thought I was going to be like, oh, this will be like a, you know, like a $30 purchase. Mm-hmm. It was like, I think, $70 to buy yeah. new windshield wipers for my car. Something that I need to keep me safe. And so I was so right. pissed about that that I was like, I might as well get a treat. 
And yeah. all of, like, the candy and stuff that they have there is, like, it's absolutely expired. disgusting and super it's expired. Like, now, this is gross to me because of because of peanuts, but this is the, the candy bar that I imagine them having there is, like, the Hershey's Gold, where it's, like, white chocolate, peanuts, and... Um, and pretzels, Ugh. like the grossest candy bar possible, Ugh. in my opinion. And then it uh, probably has expired like April 2020. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I was like, what am I going to get? And so that's how I, I landed on the pink uh, fuzzy steering wheel cover. However, I now will never get rid of it because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm too emotionally attached to it. It has caused me nothing but problems. Yeah. Because, um, first your of grip, all— Your grip's going to be a little— The grip, it doesn't matter. The grip yeah. is whatever. That fuzz is all over me. It's all over my car. Mm-hmm. I'm fully allergic to it. So every yeah. time I get in my car, I sneeze like a hundred times. Because it's probably it's just, made of like fiberglass. Yes. That's it's, probably just like insulation. I'm like fully giving myself like mesothelioma every time I yeah. step into the car. Actually, maybe this is what will get me off of it. Like threat of future terminal in, uh, illness. Yeah. But here's the problem. I li- So, you know, I'm drive, drive, driving in my car. It's winter. Mm-hmm. It's dry outside. I'm basically rubbing my hands on a carpet while I'm driving. Yeah. Every time I get out of the car, I static shock myself so hard that oh. I swear to God I miss a heartbeat. Like, you I literally, think I'm— You literally have to be careful with that, though, when you go to pump gas. Like, do not do no, that. No, I know. When, and that's why yeah. I'm, I'm really careful about it now, but it's created yeah. a trauma response in me where every time I get out of the car, I'm, like, covering my hands with yeah. my sleeves when I touch anything for, yeah, like, 10 minutes. Because, I'm, because I have static shocked myself— so crazily. Maybe I will get rid of it, even though it's so cute and pink and fuzzy. Maybe I'll get you a can new get one. Nick, you can get, like, Nick on the side, like, uh, kind of like a toy steering wheel where he can, you know, pretend to drive along with mommy and yeah. can put that on his. <laughs> right. If only my boyfriend knew how to drive. Um, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to cut off this conversation. We have to because talk about we, it. We have, we have to talk about it. Everyone's yeah. been asking us to talk about it. The nation demands for us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, of course, Cosmopolitan's cover story. I'm holding up the magazine. Which, number one, number one, I'm going to say kind of off the bat. Now, I, I only read the online version. I do not have the print version. Though Cosmo is one of the few magazines that, if I'm at an airport, that and a real simple. And Atlantic, sometimes that's what I'm buying for the plane ride. She on the cover is, I don't know if you've ever been to like, uh, like uh, Times Square area, London and Trafalgar yeah. Square, whatever they have it, where they have the Yodas who sit up on like, it, it's like, it, it it is crazy looking. Just look up um, Yoga's Trafalgar Square, London, and to see what I'm talking about. It it It's like an optical illusion where it looks like people are balanced just on a little like pole. Oh, I've Um, seen that. I've seen this. Yeah. This has been really big for some reason, like online lately, like people posting that. Well, because it looks wild. Like, and I could not figure out how it hit. I think it like technically runs down. Like it looks like the center of gravity is off, but she's sitting in a position that looks like that. It's like the Kim Kardashian break the internet, except she's doing a chair squat and she's like, like the physics of it are off. No, Franny, Franny, honey. She's sitting on a chair that looks like a butt. Oh. The chair looks like a butt. Okay, because I was like, why would they Photoshop out a chair? Yeah, no, Franny, she's sitting, her chair, yeah, oh, Franny, that's so funny that you thought that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, she's sitting 
she's definitely as somebody with the privilege of of holding a physical copy in their hands right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I won't I won't kind of call you out. I I just will say it's absolutely a chair that looks like a butt. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And not well, I like believe some. You. Yeah, not some sort of. I honor your experience as somebody who who has only seen the online version, yeah, and pictures you. of the thing. Uh, but I will, I'll call you in and I'll say it's just a chair that looks like the butt and um, like back of a woman. Okay, fine. Yeah, because you can see, like, you know, somebody once again who has the privilege of holding the physical magazine mm-hmm. right now. You know, I kind of get a little bit more of the nuance, which is that she's twisting yeah. her body in a way that doesn't line up with the silhouette the of okay. the butt, the, ch- the butt yeah. chair. I trust um, your CMYK experience over my thank RBG you. one. Thank you. I um I RGB. <laughs> as I mentioned on our last episode, I you know I bought um an app for a hundred American dollars that makes it so I can't go on my phone mm-hmm. like at certain times of the day, and so I give myself two two hour windows throughout the day, like seven a.m. to like nine a.m. I'm mm-hmm. allowed to use phone. And then, um, like, 6 p.m. to, like, 8 p.m., I'm allowed to use Mm -hmm. phone. So I'm, like, you know, usually in bed, like, I will read, like, Twitter or, like, stupid, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. TikTok or something before I go to bed. And so I'm trying to replace my, like, pop culture intake before bed with physical magazines. So. Mm -hmm. I bought some magazines at Target yesterday. Um, but let's so this is a Bella um Bella Porch. It's not a profile, it's it's like a it's a printed QA um mm-hmm. by Lindsay Weber, who's one of the co-hosts of um the podcast Who Weekly. Mm-hmm. Um uh so she did a really good job here. The photos of Bella are beautiful. Yeah, her the styling is very, very cute. She looks really good. Um But we have to talk about substantively what's going on here because this is one of the most shocking things I've read genuinely in years. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, like, I know we've talked about it, but, like, my kind of, my, like, we've talked about kind of, like, oh, who is Bella? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So, like, when you first get her videos in your TikTok feed, pre-Build-A-Bitch, we're talking in the the proto-Build-A-Bitch era, Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like, oh, is this girl an AI? You know, because she looks very yes. cartoonish. It's very zoomed yeah. in on her face. You, there's no outside kind of context for the existence of her body. Right. And so a profile, you know, you want to be like, okay, like she's definitely going to come across as more human. Mm-hmm. That does not occur. She, right. like, the timeline of her life doesn't make sense. Her, mm-hmm. like, outlook on the world doesn't make sense. And, like, it's referenced in the footnotes here that, like, she has been at least partially open about having some, like, having withstood some, like, really, really serious, like, abuse and, like, bad Mm -hmm. things in her childhood, which kind of, like, she doesn't, for that reason, she doesn't like to talk about Mm -hmm. her history at all. But I just have more questions after reading this because she seems like an AI, not a person. Well, and, and, you know, they don't delve into the types of things that I, like, there are little snippets of things that I would love to hear more about. For instance, uh, it's asked, you have a few alter egos, Batty Bella, Kawaii Bella, Belinda Marie, right? And she says, I definitely do. Like right now I'm in my sweats and I'm just Bella. But when it's time for me to perform, when I shoot music videos or when I'm in the studio, I'm a completely different person. I wear, when I wear badass clothes, I go by Batty Bella. I love anime. It inspires me. I love Hatsune Miku. I used to watch her all the time. She's a Vocaloid. 
I don't know if you know what that means. She's basically not real, but she's also a pop star. Ironic in that Bella Porch is essentially a vocaloid. Yes, I'm not yeah. convinced. I'm not convinced that she isn't our first like Western vocaloid. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. they are trying to keep this. And like this is no, I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the physical person Bella Porch right now. Like this is no disrespect to her as a person. Like I literally don't. I like the persona, I, though. Yes, I, I literally think I would not be shocked if she was fully not real. Yeah, because especially I think those those face zoomed in videos. I mean, you that is something an AI could generate. The the movement is so so off and yeah. like centered and like that that is something that like someone could just just generate. Exactly. It's like the and that the fact that that was our first kind of glimpse at her was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these very sort of choppy like um uncanny valley looking videos and then like the first kind of like big interview we get with her is like this crazy like what the fuck is she talking about? Yeah, I also, give me some more examples. I want to I want to hear. Well, I just have a big question and I it, this is totally googleable, but I, mm-hmm. I I'm want I'm wanting to know your opinion. How old is she? I think she is 26 or 25. Yeah. I guess it's just, like, very— That is so crazy to me based on, like— Like, she looks really young. That's part of it. But based on, like, all of the experiences she's had in her life, like— and the fact that that fits into the life of like a twenty five to twenty, and she's a veteran already. And she's that's exactly. It's like yeah, she was in the navy, and then she, she was what, in yeah. the literal navy. She was like yeah. in the navy. She fully served in the navy. Also, I know we talked about this the first time we talked about it. She had that like like imperialist tattoo. Yeah, it's been covered up. She she talks about it in the article. Uh, I saw that. I saw that footnote. There are a lot of footnotes in this in this profile, and that also is part of it. Is like it, the fact that a a Q and A necessitates all these footnotes. Mm-hmm. Kind of is I feel like the author telling us without you know she doesn't have the opportunity to because you know she's writing like a Q and A profile, but like uh, Lindsay, you know, if you listen to the podcast Who Weekly, you know she's she is. She's 100% like a glue. Like she absolutely like knows what's going on here. And so I feel like the footnotes are her letting us know like, yes, this is very weird. Like what you are reading is very weird. Well, and because the other thing that that Bella Porch reference is that she's um, friends with Grimes. So Grimes. blew my mind. Yeah. Grimes will say to Bella, uh, or Bella says about Grimes, she's the coolest. One day she's just like, you know what? Let's go jousting. Or you know what? We should go take a falconry class. And the next thing you know, we're doing an NFT. And then there's a footnote. TikTok planned to do the quote-unquote first drop of NFTs with a few artists, including Bella and Grimes. But the rollout was bungled and the drop never happened. Yeah, I mean, there's so much here. Like, I oh, I think, let me see. I, oh, give me a sec. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, um, I want to read mm-hmm. some of this. So, she talks about at the end of the profile, she talks about manifesting. Yeah. And this is this is kind of how it begins. Lindsay asks, What was the when was the last time you were in the Philippines? Uh almost 10 years ago, Bella says. I really want to go home. I wouldn't specifically go back to my childhood house, but the Philippines is truly my home. I didn't have the opportunity to travel and learn about the country when I was growing up. I think the beach was three miles away from our house, but I was never allowed to go. I think I'm going to be really emotional when I go. 
Then Lindsay says, you're already manifesting it because you believe in manifestation, right? A great lead-in. A great lead-in. Excellent work. Yeah. I learned about it on TikTok. The first video on my For You page was basically a person saying, you should start manifesting today. You should put down three things on a piece of paper. So I put three things on a piece of paper. And that's where I started. One of those things was that I wanted to go viral on TikTok. And then Lindsay says, do you still manifest today? She says, yes, every day. And I realize now, even when I was younger, I was actually already manifesting. When I was doing chores around the farm, she grew up on a farm, Uh like picking up cow shit, I would always imagine myself in American classrooms. It works. You just have to believe that it's going to happen. So the narrative that's, you know, obviously being given to us here is very simple, that the first TikTok that she ever got on her For You page was... Uh a TikTok about manifestation. And then mm-hmm. she immediately wrote down three things she wanted. One of them, like, Franny, would one of the things you wanted to manifest on your first day using TikTok be making a viral TikTok? I think she I think she does, because she was surprised when her first TikTok didn't go viral. She also says in the article. Yes, which it just seems so AI to me. Like it seems mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're like some fucking company is constructing like the perfect narrative of a tiktok pop star like where is bella porch hanging out well why is she I never she's in the hanging tabloids out. she's hanging out at cafe serena that's why you yeah. never see her honestly she's at cafe serena like plugged in she's the their one employee the yeah <laughs> that's why you can't order anything because they're worried if you look behind the counter you'll see bella porch plugged in yeah like, to like a tesla charger like i don't know i guess i'm just like it just mm, creates tesla. more questions i don't know do you think grimes will let that happen yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I, yeah. The Navy, like, the Navy stuff is really interesting. Like, she gives mm-hmm. this whole narrative about how she actually loves the Navy. That's the other thing. Is She was like, I. it was so freeing to be in the military. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which speaks to the darkness of her childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she got, as soon as she was physically able to leave her home, she immediately joined the military and refers to that as a freeing experience, which it's hard to read. I like, it just feels like such a, such a narrative that would be pumped into us by like some sort of company that invented like a beautiful, sexy singing robot. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. she was in the military. She has brains and is tough. And now like she's this pop star and, like, it's so suspicious. I just said this, but I, I just want to hit it again. It's so suspicious to me that all of these other TikTok stars, they're constantly hanging out at Salad, Saddle, Salad, oh, my God, Saddle Ranch in West mm-hmm. Hollywood. They're constantly, like, you know, like, in the media, like, making Instagram stories. Like, she's, like, like, where is she? Where physically is she? Yeah, I don't know. I think she does have an Instagram, though. She does, but it's, like, she's not—it's not, like—I just feel like with all these other people, like, I could open my phone right now and triangulate to you, like, where, where they Charlie are. D'Amelio is or yeah. where I Addison Rae is. That, that might be a, a symptom of, of maybe her childhood. That might be a self-protection thing of—as as she probably should as an influencer of being hyper-vigilant hyper of that. Yeah, but it just feels like she doesn't leave the house at all. Well, she has social anxiety, Sophie. What else do you need? It said yeah. it said right there in the article she has social anxiety. So, unlike many celebrities, yeah, 
<laughs> I know. I, I just like I, I just have that's more just questions. isn't that just like the one thing if you if you get a profile in Cosmo, your one like relatable fact will be like, well, I actually have social anxiety. Yeah. Um, um yeah. wait, let me read this. Let me read this um this thing. Uh, super weird. Um she's talking about how like like the negative parts of TikTok and how people send her death threats, which honestly, mm-hmm. if you're sending Bella Porch death threats, like seek treatment. Um she says, yeah, I'm going to cry about it, but I still got this. People are like, you don't look like you can fuck someone up. I can, actually. When I was in the military, my friends and I decided to go to a bar inside the base. I wasn't drinking that night. I was sitting by the bar just chilling when a Marine came up to me and started making fun of how little I am. Then he picked me up like a child and wouldn't put me down. So I decided to punch him in his mouth. And he fell because I punched him really hard and I kept punching. I almost got in trouble because I guess the guy lost his front teeth. Mm. I actually have a scar from it. Footnote, Bella holds up both of her fists to the camera, and sure enough, there is a slight scar. It's funny because in the military, I didn't really talk at all. I just listened and did my job. Now, I just want to put it all out there. There's a lot more about myself that I haven't really told a lot of people. I just need the confidence to speak up. And that's when she goes into this whole thing about having these alter egos, which who, like, have you heard of these alter egos? No, I haven't. And and to me, again, I'm like, I'm thinking the only pop star I know who's allowed to have an alter ego is is Nicki Minaj. Yes. Right? Nicki Lewinsky, Roman. Nicki the Ninja. Yeah, Roman, Nicki the Harajuku Barbie. And these kind of seem like an Chun-Li. offshoot of that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I, I find myself not quite as fascinated as you are with it. I, I don't, I guess... She, to me, I, I read I read the article and felt more like, huh. Like, there were some things that, that were a little off-putting, but at the end of the day, it's just like, when you interview a TikTok star, it will be boring. Yeah, I guess I, guess I just expected it to be Franny and Nick are waving to each other. Um, <laughs> Franny did it first. I'm not guilty here. I know, I just, okay, you... Oh, Nick you used two hands. Yeah. Um, to me, when... When I read an influencer profile, because God knows at this point we've all read hundreds, mm-hmm. I expect to be bored and left with, like, no further questions, Your Honor. Mm. But, like, this created questions in me. And also, like, I feel like the point of, like, being an influencer, like, she writes down, like, she writes down that she manifested going viral on TikTok. To me, when when one— wants to be an influencer when like, you know, we have so many girls, everybody mm-hmm. can open their Instagram and name a hundred girls they went to high school with who are like trying to be influencers, including myself. Like I literally mm-hmm. posted a picture of myself on the GLU feed in my underwear to try to get free underwear. Mm-hmm. Like something I said I would never do actually, yeah. I believe. Yeah. You um, said we never, you, you wouldn't do that for parade, but I guess you're willing to shell out for ARC. ARC higher, is more expensive. Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I still haven't got, we haven't gotten our majority contract yet so and my phone is yeah my phone is strangely not ringing with the sound of majuri yeah um they were mad you said you got your last majuri purchase on the ins- day of the insurrection the day of the insurrection yeah they're mad yeah. i associated majuri with the insurrection hey yeah. majuri you should be happy because i literally said i'm i don't care about the insurrection my my gold vermeil jewelry is on its way <laughs> this doesn't affect me my baby honey. huggy croissants are coming exactly i'm gonna go sit outside my house and not watch tv right now yeah. Um, this is, this is what I'm trying to say. The, We're almost, we are almost 30 minutes in. I cannot talk about Bella Porch anymore. I'm sorry. The desire, <laughs> I, I will end with this. The desire to be an influencer to me 
uh-huh. is the desire for attention and yeah. like the ability to go out and party mm. with prominent people in prominent places for free. Yeah. She doesn't seem to want either of those things. She seems mm-hmm. to genuinely be like, I want to make music and I want yeah. to make TikToks. Like she, I think she would be comfortable if she could sustain herself just making TikToks. And that, I guess I just don't, the refreshing. logic of that, I don't think it's refreshing because I think that this woman is suffering. Like it seems like right. she's a broken person. I yeah, think she wants that it, to do music. She wants to do music. That's maybe like, yeah, she said she has this whole thing is because she's having an EP released. I know, but she's not like I loved making my like. There's nothing here being like being in the studio was amazing. She's like I made my music. I go to my house. Yeah. One day I will go back to the Philippines. Like it's just very, it's very closed off, and I, I just mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions about well, it. Well, I, I would say probably that's because if she's because of her her deeply traumatic childhood, like. That that's why I think she's probably being closed off and not sharing personal information. And that that to me also explains the style of her TikToks, which are nothing. It's just right. it's like she's never sharing. Per- I don't know if I've other than a build a bitch. I don't know if I've heard this woman's voice. No, she doesn't talk like no. on in TikTok. Yeah. Okay, we can move on. We can move on. Let's talk about the book. <laughs> I, I can sense you getting irritated with me. I guess <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm I, not I, irritated I'm, with you. I'm I'm irritated with Bella Porch. Listen, I have therapy tomorrow. I can talk to Pam about it. It's it's fine. <laughs> she because I pay her to listen to my my like yeah. Save this rants. for the Patreon, Sophie. Save for <laughs> people yeah. are paying. No, right. I no, I I think I that that is interesting to me. But for me, that all tracks very much with. I think I'm just not finding as many like kind of inconsistencies throughout the article, other than the fact that you said she named her dogs Poo Poo and Pee Pee. Oh, we didn't touch that. Yeah, that's very yeah, we didn't important. touch her that. Yeah. Poo Poo and Pee. She just seems like that a doesn't total, track. Like she's a kind of person who could only exist on the internet. Yeah, yeah, and that's what kind of TikTok has opened up to us is sure. a world of this type of person. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if if we got some Vocaloid kind of. Or like Tay. Do you remember Tay? Tay was like a Microsoft AI. No, I, I know little L- Michaela. Lil Michaela. Yeah. I love Lil Michaela. And yeah. she had a friend. Lil Michaela had a friend, remember? Freaking Lil Michaela's going to get a, a Missouri contract before we will. I bet she already has one. Dude, I bet she has. I bet Lil Michaela like has a human boyfriend who like yeah, loves literally. to eat her out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like blown into like the port on the, the charging port. <laughs> He keeps having to take yeah. his iPhone into into like I yeah. you break I fix because like it's just like so wet. He's spitting. Oh into my it. god, it's so gross. So this week we are talking about Gossip Girl book. Nobody does it better. Um, so we're at the point in Gossip Girl where most of them have been accepted to college and are deciding where they're going to college. Blair and Nate have fucked. Um, and Dan is in a band. And so Jenny's basically a model, nothing else of. can happen. Right, exactly. Like, they've given us nowhere narratively to grow. Yeah, Dan is, his poetry, this this band just was like, okay, we're going to write completely new songs using your lyrics um, from your poetry. Um, I don't know. I, I, also, the description of this book said that Serena is trying out her role as a uh, a band girlfriend and that did not happen. It's at Serena and well, I guess Jenny, Jenny, kind of, but Jenny's kind like, of more being like a general groupie. Jenny's like homie. They hopping, hang out like a word I learned time. from TikTok. Yeah. 
Did you never, was homie hopping not a thing? Like you've never talked about homie hopping before? Yeah, I had not, I had not heard that phrase before. But to me, I'm like, what an empowering phrase. Cause it's not, that, that seems like the, the girl is so in charge of that situation that all these guy friends are like, hey, that's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It, it, homie hopping is the kind of thing where it, it does follow you around. And I, and I think that some of the characters in this book are, perhaps rubbing up against the repercussions of of homie hopping a lifetime of homie hopping well if you think about almost every tv show every extended kind of narrative of characters you're you're always going to be homie hopping right like yes. like that's that's something that's so interesting about about these kind because imagine if you knew the same group of people i mean i'm sure that this does happen this probably happens more in high school but as adults you knew the same group of people and you all just interdated each other yes. for like seven years. Yes. Like that's not ending well. You're not continuing to hang out. No, um, it breaks yeah. apart. I mean, like any, ask anybody who's gone to college or been in their twenties, like yeah, friend groups, you know, like uh, whole friend groups. There's a whole, like my whole social ecosystem in my life is defined by who fucked who in college and then who was subsequently able to be cool about it and who wasn't. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that's nothing, you know, I'm not saying that people need to be cool about mm-hmm. having sex with people and then not wanting to have sex with them anymore or, like, experiencing a breakup or, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting cheated on or getting mistreated in a relationship. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, like— Who can continue to hang out with each other after that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this book was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal to get through. Um, we get, like— really like they're really not giving us a lot we start with Blair and Nate like turn since they fucked at the end of the last book they've been just like in an all-out fuck fest yeah um I do not want to be in Nate's room I have to say that can you imagine what that shit smells number one he plays lacrosse number two they're fucking all day long number three he loves smoking weed number four he's out to sea combine all those things together It's just the nastiest smelling room possible. Yeah, I just, like, I have this problem where whenever, especially in these books, they talk about, like, characters having hot sex. Mm -hmm. I just, and not in a creepy way. I'm not a pervert, except when it's appropriate (laughs) to be one. You play your little porn game. Yeah, except when I play my little porn game and, like, act like my boyfriend and I role play as Kings Island employees, hashtag pod deep cut. If you've been that's, listening for hey, years. That's hot. And I have to, I have to ask, I would like to, I would love to ask another detail. What ride are you, are you getting trained on in the, <laughs> and are you, and I forget like what your role is. Do you get to press go or are you the teen who has to buckle? Everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Which I do not trust. No, I don't. It was so long ago. It's been years since we've done that. That was, I think that was like, early covid yeah like, like you gotta spice something up in the bedroom um you was so young then um i'm gonna guess it was the uh the bat but the new one the one that was called top flight top deck and then became <laughs> yeah. the bat that's like doesn't have that long of lines but it's yeah. a pretty bumpy one right you can it's like in the back corner yeah you only go there during like <laughs> halloween uh, fright fest because right. you have to like walk past like five different haunted houses to get there. Right, so you could suck dick back there. You could suck like, dick back there. It would yeah. be like not not that perverted. Um, uh, the, my whole reason for saying this, I'm not a pervert. However, whenever they talk about these characters having sex, all I can think of are two like disgusting like 
pubescent high school bodies slamming up against each other. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's, it's not pleasant. And and I have to say even as a teenager, like I feel like you're if you're a teenager reading this, you're probably going to be like, "Yeah, I love other teen thinking about other teenagers fucking is so hot." Because you know, you know it's not. That's such a hard thing to unpack. That's such yeah. a hard thing to unpack because like something like I didn't find sex not disgusting until Mm -hmm. I was probably like 20 and I don't know if that's because sex was disgusting to me Mm -hmm. or because of ways that I was traumatized yeah yeah I think I think that's that's definitely interesting like I I feel like their sex is like I mean they talk about like the post the post nut clarity yeah right but I think a lot of that has to do with perceptions of self and perceptions of like low self. Like for me, at least, like if I'm ever like, you know, you get horny and then you're like, oh, that was gross of me. Like, yes. like, you know, like, or you're like, oh, like my body looks bad. Like it comes, it yeah. comes like that. But I do think that there's a certain point in that it's like you are, I, and I think especially like as a older teen, you know, early twenties, like you're, at, at least I did like put myself in situations where um, I, there was something I wanted out of that experience, but, but it, it's more intimate than you expect with a person. And sometimes totally. you can, you can see things about someone that you didn't, oh. and I'm not, I'm not talking about like, like, you know, their, their dick or their pussy yeah. or whatever, but, <laughs> but you can, you can see things in, oh. in someone like just like little habits and like, or it's like you sleep over at someone's house and you're like, oh, your bathroom's dirty. Like you just like unlocked. That. Yeah. Like, I think you just unlocked a huge sec. I think you just unlocked a huge breakthrough for me. Okay, good, good. I think you just unlocked a huge, because it's, it's, it is a, what's the thing you said? It's more, you said genius. It's more intimate, more intimate than you expect. That's so genius because that's for years. I've been trying to put my finger on like, you know, obviously there's like the trauma, 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 but Mm -hmm. then there's also like, like wanting to have sex having mm-hmm. the sex with like somebody who you are not like in love with, maybe somebody mm-hmm. you don't even respect. And then this <laughs> sounds so horrible. <laughs> um, uh, and then being like, I am disgusted with what I have done. Yeah, exactly. And you, there's such self hate all of the time. And and that's interesting because you are then perhaps playing a role uh, like a lot of, I think, sex in in college and in high school is playing a role you're putting on a role of someone more confident um perhaps some someone more like pleasured than they than they are perhaps somebody uh, yeah. more working at king's island than you actually are right someone more on the bat someone you know <laughs> hey that thing also shuts down all the time i'm just oh, saying yeah. ample time you get stuck in one of those little that's the one that like when it comes into the dock it's like like yeah. it swings back and forth so <laughs> wildly clocked yeah yeah you could do you could soak in that like the mormon uh, gross. <laughs> my uh, boyfriend is always begging me to soak yeah and I'm always like, honey, we no. can just have real sex. Yeah, he's like, no, I yeah. don't know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, Blair has really gone through quite, that, that is the one thing that I have liked about, about the Gossip Girl series is the Blair arc is so strong that it should just all be about Blair. We yeah. do not need the POVs of any of these other characters, no. especially Dan and Vanessa when it's the same thing. 
fucking book after book and they don't like like the author hates Vanessa no one else likes her except that her and Blair do move in together at the end of this book which I was like okay I don't know about that but um it felt like this whole book was setting up that but like that as a punchline not that as a plot line right exactly and she also like totally redecorates the whole house and I'm like she's like, Vanessa's living there while her sister's, like, on tour. Yeah. Tour's like uh, her a sister's going to be back and be like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Like, what um, have you done? Her sister's exactly. on the fucking Beatles. She's not touring for, like, two years. No, absolutely not. Um, But Blair's whole arc, in this book, we do see her gain kind of a lot of self-confidence because she is on the Yale wait list. Um, there's a, a really kind of, like, gross, like, Frederick Third like, type guy whose grandpa went to Yale, who's at this Yale mixer and Blair is going to like, I think like have sex with him to get off the wait list. Yeah. Um, And then she doesn't. And that's something that in earlier books, I wouldn't even say like she was doing it like as a manipulative thing to be like, or as some sort of exchange. She would just be literally so turned on by the fact that like one of these guys could get her into Yale. Like that would become the sexual thing. Like we, we've seen a lot of Blair kind of like implanting other aspirations and hopes onto her sexual experience. Like I'm thinking of when like she was with the older guy Mm. um, who said he could get her into Yale. And like, what was sexy about that to her was not the way that this man looked or anything. It was that he was literally like, could maybe get her into Yale. And then in this book, she is better at kind of telling Nate, like, like she's better at um, when Nate is treating her shittily, like being like, okay, we're broken up now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then she ends up getting off the wait list, like, mm-hmm. by her own, like, existence. Like, not the fact that she, like, fucked this weird dude or, like, right, you know, like, did, like, something freaky to get into Yale. Like, she gets into Yale because she, like, deserves, I guess, quote-unquote, <laughs> to get into Yale. That's—we don't need to get into that. But I guess, like, I just am so— like they basically what ends up happening is the the Blair Serena Nate triad reemerges love triangle I should say reemerges mm-hmm. with a vengeance in this book where right. they're at this like there's too many parties for me to keep yeah. straight in this book like there's one that's like a Yale admitted students thing that uh, Blair has not yet been been officially admitted into Yale Serena's like come to the Yale admitted students thing with me. That's where she meets this guy who she's like, I'll fuck him to get into Yale and mm-hmm. like, decides not to. Then after, there's like a senior spa day, which made this no been sense the whole book. to me. Yes. It and was the back one, 40 pages of the book. It was like literally yeah. like, li- I think it was the back 20 pages of the book. We read a full book before we got to the thing the book promised to be about, which was senior spa day. And also the only thing I wanted from this book, they say specifically no boys allowed. I was like, yes, this will be so fun. And also guess who shouldn't be on a senior spa day is freaking Jenny because she's a freshman. But no, of course, every single character just like finds their way into this senior spa weekend. Including Chuck. Including Chuck. I know it's, (laughs) and um, he, uh, or um, Serena and Nate fuck in the bathroom. I'm really tired of like, like in every book, I, here's my my theory is that this author has had, and I know I always say this author because I always forget how to pronounce her name. Uh, Cecily C- Von Zagazer. Yeah, Cecily Von Zagazer is um, trying to maybe make sense of a situation in which she was the Blair and she had a Serena and Nate who were platonic friends who were constantly like, fucking each other and one of them was cheating on 
on her with with the Serena because there's always such a justification for kind of that it's fine for them to be doing mm-hmm. this and it's like they just platonically love each other so mm-hmm. much and that does that not seem like an explanation your boyfriend would give you like if, um if, like he yes and him. no yeah well one i think sexual feelings especially uh, something I can speak to directly is that these Mm -hmm. characters are 18. It's so hard when you're 18 to distinguish sexual feelings from feelings of friendship. Mm -hmm. Like I, we talk about a lot on the podcast. If you have strong feelings towards like, like let's say, you know, positionality of like being bisexual. Mm -hmm. If you have strong feelings towards a woman as a, as a young woman, Mm -hmm. at least for me, it often feels like this overwhelming friendship or jealousy, or I need to be her. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have strong feelings towards a man, even if it's like big friendship, at least for me at this age, it was always like, we need to fuck. Right. And that's why like so many, like I, I have had sexual experiences with several people who are my close male friends because Mm you're at a place where you are young and you kind of are like, I love this person. I feel so connected to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I have heterosexual feelings, which means that this is a, that, that which means that I want him to, you know, be my boyfriend or yeah. sex partner or something mm-hmm. where like, that's not like, if you actually, now that I sit with the feeling as an adult, like, and I, I'm glad these relationships have been able to, you know, move beyond the fact of, of, uh, sexual situations. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you sit with it, you're like, I just, I, I desired intimacy with this person because we're such good friends. And mm. what I wanted in that situation was to like, what I wanted in that situation did not actually mirror what I thought it did. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I totally get that. I just think in the specific context of them cheating or yeah. that, shall I say Nate cheating on, on Blair, like that to me that statement, uh, 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 like, of him just being like, well, I, I platonically love Serena so much. Because he's we confused. He's confused. He, he he is confused, but it also, to me, seems like a justification of of maybe her trying to make sense of, of a triad like this that happened. I don't know, because I, I... Because, one, this situation, like, sure, I'm sure it happened. I don't know if it's, like... I don't get where you're coming from, though, with the justification angle, because it's, like... This, it does feel, it does in a way, like, obviously I hate all three of the people involved mm-hmm. in this, but, like, it does feel at least semi-lived into me because, one, when you're 18, the like, when you're 18, monogamy is so insane because, like, you don't even know who you are yet as a sexual person. Mm-hmm. So to be, like, in some big committed relationship, like, seems where, like, the stakes are as, are as high as the relationship between Nate and Blair seems to be like, seems crazy. But I also, like, you know, like, obviously you shouldn't cheat on someone you're dating. Um, And, like, this whole, you know, sexual feelings are so confusing when you're a teenager. Right, but I think we've seen Nate time and time again, like, with other girls just be like, she's hot, I want to fuck her. Right. To me, this seems like a very um, kind reading of a situation. Yes, but I, but, but we have what, what we have in front of us, which is not Nate being like, oh, Serena's so hot. I want to like mess with her titties. It's, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I have these, like this desire to be truly intimate with this person. Mm. Yeah. Like 
if we read the text as the text, like there's nothing about him being him having sleazy objectify objectified um motivations for this. Right. And that's why I'm saying that like this seems like a a the a rewriting of a situation, a real life situation that the characters involved did not have these same intentions. So yeah, I just think I just think that's a little too galaxy brain for me to get behind because mm-hmm. I I don't attribute any personhood to this author. Okay, that's fair. Except we can, for we can this, agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Except for in the situation with Chuck and the monkey. That has had to have been real. There's no way. That yeah. She just the the came monkey up with thing that. is just way too lived in to be fake. I'm, I'm yeah. Kidding, obviously. No, that I think no, I think that that's fair. Um but we we do see so at the end of the book, Blair essentially walks in on Serena and Nate cheating, and then Serena's in a like, bathtub. In so a bathtub, hot, so hot, so hot. <laughs> There's like a steam room, though. Oh my god, that's so hot. Is that not hot to you? Um, no, because I the only thing I can think of, and this is my take on. Sorry, sorry for the very not safe work episode of this. I, this book was not even that horny, but. Uh, I, that's my stance on on shower sex too. Is I am so so afraid of slipping and falling and hitting my head. But they're not. But they're in the bath. Yeah, but aren't they in a steam room? Yeah, but how are they going to fall if they're in a bath? In it's a steam slippery. Room? I don't know. It's slippery. Don't you get overheated during sex? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to have shower sex because my uh, that's that's ath- that's athleticism that I don't right. possess. Yeah. Um. I. I guess I don't. I. I I guess I don't, I don't have the desire necessarily to have sex in a steam mm-hmm. room. It's more so like, I love to be warm. Yeah. Any chance that I have, I love to be cozy. Um, mm-hmm. And so just see, I, I guess, I guess what's not, it, it's not hot to me that they're having sex in a steam room. The idea of being in a steam room is exciting to yes. me. Yes. Oh, and I, and I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. I just, I'm like, oh, that, uh, that's relaxing. Like, I guess it's like my old, to take the not safe for work out of it. It's like my old lady desire to like be warm. God, that's the thing I miss about like with, with I mean, I was never really a gym shower to begin with, but COVID until it, goes way down like the communal steam room that just sounds so nice to me can i make a confession yeah and i don't want any judgment on this i did go into the sauna at the ohio state gym the other day yeah but you're you're in i think that's fair i think i mean there were other people in there and they were undergrads and they were disgusting but i said you know what (laughs) i'm taking my life into my own hands because it looks cozy in there was it cozy Oh, it was amazing. Oh, that sounds heaven. so good. I went in the hot tub too. Like disgusting. Mm. There was like a big piece of gunk in there. And I still said, <laughs> I'm going to go, I don't care if that's a pooped, dude. I want to roast in the hot tub. Like we oh were, my God. Nick and I went together and, and he's like, Nick, you know, he's like, it's too hot. All this. I'm like, I literally could be in here until I like, until like I started to boil. Like I just, I love Until your heart hot. like was so relaxed that it just shut down. Oh my God. Heaven. Yeah. You're a, you're a hot girl. I love to be warm. I sleep, yeah. like, I'm on this thing lately. Like, I sleep in sweatpants, a sweatshirt, socks, and I wake up sweaty and hot, and I am I fucking love it. You love it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm always, I would always rather be hot than be cold. Being cold is so hard Hell. to me. So distracting. Um, yeah, but I, so, so Blair walks in on Serena and Nate, 
they're like, guess what? We're all going to Yale because Blair had just gotten off the wait list. So I do wonder if we're going to get any books at Yale. I mean, we, we must still have because there's still a, a million. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of Blair's whole journey throughout this. And Nate also goes through a journey. So other than Serena, um, there's also a fr- there's two separate French girls in this book. So confusing. Confusing to me. There's one French girl who decides um, she wants to fuck Nate and they're all on a boat and they play a game where they like lick, they both like lick part of the Oreo and then they kiss. I didn't Did you understand, understand this no. game? No. And it didn't seem like a real game, a very loose justification, but he does and he does make out with her for a minute and he's like, you know what? I actually don't want to be cheating on my girlfriend um, with, with this random French chick. Um, Oh, also Blair is living at the plaza because... Yes, because her... Yeah. her Something is going on with, like, the renovations in her home. And yeah. so her mom just, like, gets her a suite at the plaza. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't um, know. That was boring. There was yeah, lots it, of stuff about room service. This was a time when you could still order cigarettes from room service, to which I yeah. say, I bet it smelled crazy in there. That's the one, like... I felt like such a Republican, like Megan and I stayed at a random like Best Western, just like an hour and a half outside of Chicago because we went to this like pumpkin patch in the fall. Mm. And we were so looking forward to room service. And they were like, we don't we're not doing that because of COVID. But, also, but yeah, the, the bar Western. was still open. Uh, and, oh, no, it was a it was like a what's the green one? It wasn't a double tree, but it was Holiday Inn. No, it was it was like a, a step above. Okay, it was okay, okay. it was Hyatt? like I got a really good deal. I think it was a Hyatt. Yeah, okay, I, okay, it was okay, like okay. I was staying at a Best Western price, but um, that's but yeah, so did, funny. You you rolled yeah. to the, the fucking like roadside Best Western. You're like, what do you mean you're not doing room service? <laughs> well, she she was like since COVID. I was like, okay. Um, you're like, but, but and yet you're talking to me without a mask on. I know. What's your? Have you I got? Know. Are you a room service girl? Is I like room your service. What's, I, your, I, what's your room service order? Hamburger. Okay. Or or breakfast for dinner is a good room service. Yeah, a breakfast room service is the best. Hell. You heaven. Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> heaven and hell. Uh, the merger Inferno. of heaven and hell. <laughs> yeah. I love a bottle of champagne. It feels oh, so, yes. it feels so like adult to pick up the like hollow plastic hotel phone and press the little downstairs button and say a bottle of champagne please yeah, um, and like, they, that'll and, be $55 exactly and, and I don't care foot. like <laughs> something that I have this like thing well first of all it's definitely even if it's barefoot Prosecco it's definitely going to be at least $60 yeah. because they're like go fuck yourself yeah um I have this thing where like when I buy a bottle of wine, nothing feels better to me than getting absolutely scammed on a bottle of wine. Yeah. Like I was at this um like wine spot in LA mm-hmm. um with friends and like, you know, was there like waiting for some friends to get off work to come meet. So I was responsible for ordering the wine. It was all wine by the bottle. It was like mm-hmm. not a glass situation. I'm kind of the person who usually in a setting, in a social setting, knows the most about wine at the table. So it was my responsibility to order. I picked out a pet nat. This one pet nat, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a pet nat person, you've seen this pet nat before. Um, 
that I know, like I've bought it for you before. I mm-hmm. know it's a $30 bottle of wine at this place, this candlelit outdoor restaurant in LA. It was a hundred dollars. Oh my God. And for some reason to me, that made me want it even more because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I know this is a $30 bottle of wine that they're bringing to me for a hundred dollars. Like how lucky am I that I get to spend a hundred dollars on this bottle of wine that is usually oh like, God. I don't know. It's like, it, it's like makes me feel so powerful to be like, I don't give a fuck. Bring me that hundred dollar bottle of $30 wine. And I don't mind that because if you're a wine person and you know about it, then you might recognize some of the wines. I'm like, I like wine, but I'm not that well versed in it. For me, where I truly do, I'm like, I feel offended by this is when you see a yellow foot or a barefoot on there for $35 or $40. And that's when you know you're in a you're in a bad place. Right, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a glass of this is eleven dollars. Um what they um the other storylines in this book, like we said, Dan is in a in a band now. And there's a French girl hitting on him, too. Mm. Um, I'm going to describe to you or, or read um, the, an outfit that Dan buys for a show. Oh, my book. God. I'm so glad you pulled this. Um, Dan had wandered into 555 Soul on Broadway in Soho and let a sales guy talk him into a completely new performance wardrobe. Big yellow and black two-toned shirt, insanely huge and baggy gray ripstop pants with drawstrings and toggles and pockets all over them. Black canvas Converse sneakers with yellow laces and a cocky colored trucker's hat with a picture of a yellow yield sign on it. And it, this is a rock band. This is definitely like a ska moment, right? This is yeah. like a 1993 ska moment. Yes, but I think that, well, I think you're, you are maybe misconstruing the timing of ska because this, mm-hmm. this book series started in like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. No, actually, like, 2002, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it was 2002. Pretty, yeah. So this book probably came around came out around 2004, 2005. Ska would have firmly been in the in the happening. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. think about All American Girl, mm-hmm. the book that we read a few weeks ago. That mm-hmm. was firmly Ska era and yeah, that came no out in like 2003. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. It just it was just a little shocking to me because you think about an indie rocker and and this is certainly not the outfit that that you expect them to emerge in. Right. He must he like should have been like also like wearing like an oversized shirt that had like Tweety Bird smoking a blunt on it. Like that yes. would have felt more in place. Yeah, in the this yield outfit. sign yeah. detail is very funny because it, it's not even like a play on anything. It's just no. like a Dude, yield sign. that's that's freaking I I think I've talked about this routine before, but anytime Meg and I stay at her parents' house, they'll go to bed and then they have cable. So we will watch Family Feud. And there was a question that it was like, what is a a traffic sign you'd like to um, put up at a Thanksgiving dinner? And one of them was yield. And I was like, to me, that doesn't make sense. I Okay, this is my interpretation of yield at Thanksgiving dinner is like, you don't, take the mashed potatoes until I've taken the right of way of the mashed potatoes. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause I was thinking more like conversationally and I feel like wrong way was not on there. That would have been a good one. Wrong way. Ch- oh, children like, crossing. Oh, children crossing is very funny. That's a horrible category. <laughs> I see slippery, slippery when wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bridge ice is before road. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the, the classics. Yeah. Um, that's really funny. 
let's uh, let's see. Is there anything? So Jenny. Well, we have to talk about Jenny and, and uh, Vanessa. Jenny has gotten it in her in her pretty little mind that she wants to go to boarding school. So first part of this book is yes, she's because be- Serena went to boarding school. Yeah, she's becoming kind of a um, a groupie for Dan's band, um, including the. Is the main singer supposed to be gay or not? Um, uh, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, because they kind of reference him acting gay. Which, like... In, as a joke, as they often do in these books, but they never yeah. say anything else about it. Um, I think they they refer to him as gay only in a pejorative sense. Yeah. Um. So she's kind of hanging out with all these guys, um, and then she gets in trouble in school because the principal, like, tells her dad that there's rumors about her being slutty. Yeah, um, that was bad. Yeah. And <laughs> I it, forgot. Like, well, no, because it's it's because she hangs out with the band and then is seen exiting somewhere with the band by page six. And page yeah. six basically is like, this girl slurps, slurps the whole band. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, like, all they have like documented as her like leaving the show mm-hmm. with the band. And then so, she comes to school yes. like late and because she had to change into her uniform. And then all the girls are like, we saw you in page six slurp slurping the band. Yeah. And then that's what leads the principal to the dad for some reason being like, everybody thinks your your 15 year old is slutty. Right. Exactly. And they're like, we just can't have this in our school. So she's wanting to go to boarding school. Um, there's, uh, we get another use of the word dyke again in this book, Hate describing um, a teacher at like an alternative school and, you know, comments about her body hair, et cetera. Yeah. Um, that, it's honestly like that is like upsetting to me. I have to say the, oh, yeah. the, the way in which in that word is thrown around again and again and again. It's so hateful. Yeah. It, it's it really, it really is like full on like, the most obvious nexus of homophobia and misogyny. Yeah. Um, that any woman who, like, I don't know, the body hair comment specifically being associated with, like, that word being thrown mm-hmm. around is is really, like, it's just so, it's so hateful. There's nothing about yeah. it that's not, like, I don't even find it, like, funny and, like, a, oh, f- fuck, 2003 was crazy. Right. Like, it's, like, yeah, the fact that somebody could write that as, like, a joke, like, it's just so dark. It's it's really, really upsetting. And we haven't gotten the use of the the uh, male counterpart of that, that term yet. But I would not be surprised if it described Chuck at some well, point in this book. I, I actually would be because it feels like the casual misogyny is so much more accepted than mm-hmm. like, like it feels like even calling a woman a dyke is like somehow like doesn't even mean anything. Whereas like right. calling somebody the F slur is like somehow more serious because by implying that somebody is gay, you're like saying by implying a man is gay, you're saying something worse about like his right. masculinity or something. I don't right. know. Yeah. And then and then again we we also see them talking about like the rumors about Serena and Blair fucking and it's just it's a very odd kind of worldview approach to sexuality. Um 
Oh, and then Vanessa, her whole thing is she's looking for a roommate, and then the roommate's like a weird beat poet, and she's like, okay, never mind. And then she and Blair become roommates and are friends. Yeah. Which I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't think of Vanessa as a character. Why? I don't think of her as connected. Neither do I. Dan and Vanessa literally are barely connected to the rest of the group. And Jenny, I forget that she's Dan's sister. Why? I just don't get it. I like anytime there's a chapter about Vanessa, I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It it seems very odd to me. And again, like I would say the the main thing I would do to make these books better is just make it only from Blair's point of view. Yes. I would love that. I would love to deep dive into Blair's psyche because there's some, she still is doing the, you know, life a movie type thing sometimes of being like, I'm, she's picturing herself she gets pleasure in picturing herself like in a movie or pretending that she's in a movie. I think that's really interesting. Mm. Um, that's not there with any of the other characters. Mm-hmm. None of them no. get that depth. So Blair is literally the only one who has any sort of character arc. I guess Nate does a little bit because he stops cheating on her, but he goes back to smoking weed. He's loving smoking weed again. And then he goes back to cheating on her. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, I I am hoping that we do get some of these books at Yale. I'll be interested in that. I don't know how they're going to keep it all together though, because you know, I'm assuming Dan and Vanessa, I, they're probably going to end up at NYU. Uh-huh. The rest of them are going to go to Yale. Jenny the, will still be in New York. Yeah. In the TV series, I guess Dan and Vanessa break up because they have a um, threesome with Hillary Duff. Did you know that? No, but that's hot to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hate, I hate most of these characters. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand what appealed to people about these books. Like, I literally do not find an endpoint. I think... These would have bored me out of my mind, except for the parts where they were fucking when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I I literally don't get it. I I find it really hard to force myself to read these. Yeah, uh, we somebody get needs to-, to get murdered or pregnant uh, is all I'm saying. Well, also because the college focus has been that should have the college stuff could have been condensed into one book, and that's what we're hitting at again and again and again. There's only so much I can read about Yale before I don't want to read about Yale anymore. So a fictionalized Don's- version of Yale. Yes, Cecily von Siegeser had one B-plus novel in her about rich, bratty New York City teenagers applying to college. Mm -hmm. And now we're all being punished by having to read, like, 17 books or whatever about, like— just them doing absolutely nothing. It really makes me miss the click because at least at the click as, you know, we, you could say that some of the the morality of it was misguided. There was more of a heart there. These books are mean. Yeah. They're hateful. They make me sad to be a human. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't enjoy them. Damn, dude. Damn. All right. Hopefully the next one's better. Maybe we'll get like a Hamptons book that'd be really fun. we already had a hamptons book wait which i think one? they had to have gone to the i'm almost positive there was one where no they went, went to the, the like hamptons. they went to an island they did it was not in no the but US. there were multiple i no remember there was i franny i'm almost positive the, i'm feel like i'm having a brain event right now but i'm almost positive they went to the hamptons not all okay. of them but some of them maybe some of them did I don't, it wouldn't, it should, but it should take up a whole book. I'm hoping we get like one that's I, just set uh, the whole time in the Hamptons. Every time I think about reading the next one of these, it makes me want to. <laughs> build a bitch. Yeah. And build a bitch and get over it. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Um, okay. This has been Girls Like Us. 
you can find us anywhere on social media. And by anywhere, I mean Twitter and Instagram at Girls Like Us Show. You can subscribe to our Patreon. Please subscribe to our Patreon. It's so fun. We love it when you subscribe to our Patreon. It's such a good way to like communicate with us and mm-hmm. and, and get more content. Uh, $5 a month at patreon.com slash girls like us show. Um, you can join our Discord. The Discord's been popping lately. Also a good way, like a direct line to me usually because God knows if I'm in one of my boring classes that I can't pay attention during and I get mm-hmm. a Discord notification, I will engage with literally anything you said to me. I don't care what it is. That's not um, on your blocked app? It's not on my blocked app, no. Discord, I I let myself have Discord access because I, I say it's for, you know, for business purposes. Mm-hmm. Um such a, I'm such a disgusting person. Um, and you can find our lovely frog media sorority sisters at frog.media slash podcasts. And a special thanks as always to our lovely producer, Camden Stacy, and to the wickedly talented one and only leggy who does our theme music. We love you guys and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.